everybody to look what you made me view the podcast where we hope our favorite movies are still groovy i'm ryan (laughs) i'm kaylee Uh uh-huh that's right who's laughing now that's a quote from this week's film evil dead 2 you all knew it was coming we told you last week uh we're doing all three of these things and bless kaylee's heart she is still uh, still on board she didn't walk out or anything I am slowly turning into Bruce Campbell, screaming into a television. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm getting close, y'all. I'm getting real close. But I'm hanging in there. And yeah, we did watch movie number two. Evil Dead 2. I'm going to pull up uh, the summary here. I'll start with the uh, quote here, one of the back of the box quotes. The goriest well-made movie ever. <laughs> The goriest, well-made yeah. movie ever. E- Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, is the full blast of horrific fun only glimpsed in the original The Evil Dead. Ghastly special effects and witty slapstick humor will scare you silly and leave you screaming for more. Bruce Campbell was the sole heroic survivor of The Evil Dead. Now, Bruce is back to go the distance again. But will he be that lucky? Returning to the remote, isolated cabin in the woods... Bruce and his girlfriend, Annie, must once again do battle with the sadistic warriors of the spirit world, discovering an ancient book of exorcism, the Book of the Dead. Bruce fights the possessed at their own game. This book is anything but light reading. (laughs) When When read aloud, it unleashes supernatural demons bent on brutal torture and bloody revenge. They prayed it would never happen again. They were wrong. They were wrong? They prayed it would happen? They were what? wrong? What? <laughs> the thrills come fast and furious at the house in the woods. What, what the fuck, dude? Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. Watch it if you dare. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was weird. Bruce and his girlfriend, Annie. Yeah. Okay. We've labeled the relationship. What do you mean? Bruce and his girlfriend, Annie. Girlfriend? Girlfriend? What do you mean? That seems like a strong label. For the fact that they just met, did they that night? No, he's the original girl that comes there that he has to bury. That's Linda. Oh, yeah. Oh, they get it wrong on the back then. Yeah, that's when. I, and his girlfriend Annie. If they just said and th- uh, daughter of the professor Annie, right? Yeah. Girlfriend strong. Also, well, they that's... prayed it would never happen again. They, they were, were wrong. wrong. Yeah. What? They were wrong to pray. They were wrong to pray. (laughs) Don't pray about this. What? All right, you need to summarize this for the people. Uh, Live action Chainsaw Man. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. (laughs) Kind of. I mean, the source material for every haunted house I have ever been to. Pretty much. I'm, I'm thinking we live relatively close to an amusement park in Virginia, and... 
they do like a Halloween thing every year and they have like these mazes and stuff. They have this one ride, the antique cars. I'm going to go ahead and get this creepy ass skeleton off the screen. Oh, please, please. We have the the box, the cover for the film. Yeah, that was like unsettling. Thank you. You're welcome. There's something about like real human eyes being in a skull. That's what it is. It's kind of like the Resident Evil video game, uh, the first one where the zombie turns around the first time and it's got like very human, yes, you know, looking eyes. Yeah. Good anyway, job, boys. Sorry Good to job with that. But okay, we have these antique cars, but during Halloween they make it all spooky, and uh, this yeah. guy always jumps out at the end with a chainsaw, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have a chain on it. Like they're doing the right thing, but it's like. Where does this come from? I'm thinking like, is it from the Saw movies? Like what? There's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What is this? It's iconic. So it's most likely inspired by that. But this arguably is inspired by that. So the jumping, uh, the the shaking of the chains from a cellar or something. That's also something they do in these haunted houses. I think Sam Raimi is using a lot of classic and... uh, Stuff from it, the era that he's making these. Yeah. So, but he's also putting this like bent on it. You know, his, his, in this one especially, is silly uh, humor is injected into this crazy horror stuff. Like there's a lot of tropes, but he's also adding so much to the genre that I think exists beyond these first two movies. I mean, they, this, I think, plants seeds in other, you know, future, uh, Great films, right? Sure, sure. But before we hone in what zone this uh, Twilight-dependent film Mm -hmm. falls into, Mm -hmm. why are we watching this? Well, we agreed to do this for our uh, super-duper Halloween. Audience, he keeps bringing this up. What? We agreed to do this. Yeah, we did. It's like a... It's like, but you agreed. You agreed to do this. <laughs> it's part of the show. We mapped it out, right? Yeah, yes. Three yeah. vampire movies, three <laughs> Evil Dead movies. I just think it's funny you keep bringing it up. You hey, I'm just reminding, reminding the, the audience me, in case they weren't here for uh, the prior, what, four episodes at this point. But yeah, the this is, pro- this is the first one I saw in the series. And uh, my buddy Gabe and his brother Justin, I'm hoping, and uh, not necessarily hoping, but I'm assuming that their father had a part in this because he's a beautiful uh, film analyst. He's got a wonderful mind for that stuff and um, definitely informed me a lot uh, watching stuff with them and you know about like looking at movies different ways. But they were really into horror just like I was, so they upped me on this. This was incredible. Blew my mind. I mean, just the chainsaw in the hand. Jesus Christ. I, just so much nostalgia watching this. Um, I don't know what to say other than this was exactly what we wanted to be watching at... God, I didn't see it until... must have been like 13 or 14. Okay. Right? Okay. Uh, around the same time I would have seen the first one, but I watched it, this one, and then the next one. And it almost seems like you should. I, for all I know, we watched them back to back. Like, shout out to Gabe if you remember, you know, text me or something. But yeah, the third film is so like immediate, right? Mm-hmm. Because this one ends in a weird way. It's so we can almost yeah. talk about both of these movies, but let's talk about. The, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. So no. But yeah. Let's talk about the bulk of this film. And and by that I mean basically they do a recap of the first movie. The first movie 
basically happens in the first, what, 15 minutes? But it doesn't because we don't have anybody but Linda. Right, but the significant things that happen in that and where we leave off with Ash yeah, basically happens. Yeah, At the end of the first movie, the camera's coming at him. We assume he is infected or however we want to put this. He's possessed. Yes. Uh, And we get there in this movie. And then it's completely different. I remember this movie being a complete remake of the first one, just like um, bigger and badder and and more silly. I mean, the first 10 minutes are basically that. Yeah. It's somehow less sweet because we have less time to, I don't know, build up that relationship between Ash and Linda. We don't get the silly part where he's like giving a gift and he's like pretending to be asleep for some reason. Their relationship is less lovey, but I think it's because we're focusing more on like battle Ash and what that character is like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a tender moment, but it's sillier. You know, he's also kind of more... um I don't know, just he's he's more he's full of machismo in this where he wasn't he was more tender in the first one. He played it differently. But he's got like big American dad energy. Yeah. Not the show. I'm talking about like the <laughs> universal term American dad. He's very like Don macho. Draper. Don Draper, very yeah. macho, very cheesy, funny, silly. Brock Samson. Brock Samson. I mean, he's got all these kind of just like stoic, um, traditional, you know, American male features. Yeah. But he's also screaming half the fucking time. <laughs> oh my god! Is he ever? How? Uh, I assume Bruce Campbell did not win any awards for this film. No, I mean it's not at the time. Not that I'm aware of. No. And he is doing more acting. He is doing like Anne Hathaway and Les Miserables levels of acting. Here. I mean, there's a good half of the movie where it's just him. Yeah. Pretending like his hands infect or you know coming at him and talking to himself, flipping himself over. It's ridiculous. Flipping himself off. You flip uh, even that. <laughs> Shooting at his own hand. Like what the fuck, man? Yeah, but I mean the basic stuff is still here. We go through a tunnel, and that's kind of how like the film opens up, and then we go mm. across the bridge. Beautiful painted backdrop. Oh, yeah. I love the tiny car set with the light. Yeah. Uh, amazing, incredible. And we see a little bit of their relationship. There's a lot of Michigan State mm-hmm. memorabilia that they wear. A lot of nicely fitting shirts. Very, very well cut. cut shirts. <laughs> um, and we have the necklace bit. I'll tell you what's not well cut. That girl hair. Oh my God, like what a What is going on with the fucking back of her head? I don't know. The back of her head looks ridiculous. It almost looks like a wig. Mm, no, that's just teased hair. Like she probably got that fresh cut for the film. Now when she's gonna be on camera. Let's be real. We know that these guys make made the first one on a crazy budget, very what guerrilla film style, like going in doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I can't imagine yeah. the hair and makeup team is great with hair. It's, it's probably, probably just a bunch like of dudes. Somebody's mom, like his brothers, because they they do or have sister. The shit. It's probably like somebody's sister who does Mary Kay, yeah, and just agreed to do this. This is a much bigger budget, but it's also you can tell they're still using practical, cheaper effects to try yeah. to like make the most of the film. I mean, they're not worried about hair. They have to spend all their makeup money on like gore. She's in it for. I mean. 
in that state, she's only in the movie for maybe five minutes. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't think it's that important, but it's noticeable. Is it Patty or Selma that has triangle hair? Oh, you're calling me out. I am. Super fan. It'd have to be Patty, I think. I think it is Patty. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel it, like it was like me that before. triangle hair. Deja vu. Yeah. Uh, love, romance, cool. And then we immediately move on and we're yeah. back to the beginning. We get some repeat shots, uh, recreated shots from the first movie, the thing coming in the window. And by the thing, I mean like whatever demon spirit it is, of course. Climbing uh, in your window. That happens. But yeah, they condense all these things into a. It's kind of like uh, the Wu Tang TV show we watch. Dennis Cole's. Ghostface Killer has several children, several uh, mothers for those children, and they condense it down to one character and one kid in the show. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's kind of what they do here is they're taking several elements from the first movie and just simplifying it, right? And I think it works tremendously. uh, Moving faster through that story worked for me. It did, yeah. I just felt like it was a little bit of a disservice to people who enjoyed the first film. Okay. Not being one of those people, I'm just not certain, but I I do (laughs) feel like- That's an assumption. (laughs) Yeah, it's an assumption. I'm here to fight for the people who actually like the first one. Interesting. Go ahead and just give us your perspective. I don't want to assume what someone else would say. As a writer, I love love AB Dialogue. I love- a two-character set. I like plays that work in that way, where it's only two characters. It's a very closed set. Like Here, this. we have a very closed set. I think it well, would have been- I was going to say you and I right now. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you and I in our basement. <laughs> Who knows? We're, we may be on a set. The basement of a set. The basement of a set. I love that style of writing, but I don't think you can make a full film out of it that would actually entertain. You know, you- uh, not in the horror genre. You you have clearly not seen. Um, God damn it! What's the guy that makes Days of Confused? Um, <laughs> Do I need to look this up? You you. Clearly- I'm just gonna give my example. Saw Saw is a two person deal, but it still has a god figure, right? There's somebody outside of the people. set. It really, though. At its I core, see what you mean. It's, at its, it's core, mostly it's two Lee people. And, and um, Casey, yeah. yeah, it's two people. Carrie. Um, and then y- you still silly. have to have an outside figure pulling the strings. You have to have your God character, right? Who would be. Oh, okay. I don't know. What is it? Is this well, even in this, what I guess you could argue the demon plays that role, right? Kind of. Because the demon speaks to him and them. and So yeah. I think a two person version of this works. Yeah. I think it works really, really well. I don't know that I would have enjoyed a full movie with just two per, two people and a god figure in the horror genre, but I don't know oh. that I would enjoy any film in the horror genre. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, not true, man. We just I watched several vampire movies that you We liked. did, we did. But that's like, vampire horror is a different kind of animal. We all know <laughs> we it. We saw some nasty shit in Dracula. Yeah, like Demeter really is gross, gross dude. Also Demeter. Demeter is like yeah. definitely, I know we didn't cover it for the podcast, bad as anything in this. I loved and it. I don't know if you noticed in this one, they shy away from like the straight on brutality. Like they'll do a lot of silhouetting of things. They do. I didn't know if that was budget reasons because they're doing so much other stuff. They have a lot bigger set pieces, a lot bigger costumes. Everything looks more real and more expensive in this. So I thought the silhouetted thing was 
either a callback to old Hollywood or for the sake of budget or both? I feel like it's a compromise of, you know, this is unnecessary. A lot of the feedback, I think, from the first movie is it's a little bit like there's an imbalance there because it is funny sometimes. My dad used to say, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Mm -hmm. And he would say it about like everything. And I feel that way about the first film. They took a lot of advice, apparently. You know, the original film was going to be called Book of the Dead. And they got some advice to change it because they're like, yeah, kids aren't going to want to think it's about reading. Mm. <laughs> so let's mm-hmm. change it to the evil dead. It's not the they page did that. master. Uh, one homeboy says, hey, let's uh, make the, because the um, assault scene by the woods in the first movie is not on paper. That's all escalated in the filming of it. And then even the final edit is an escalation of what they shot. She didn't know about the very last shot. They insert that later, and I should uh, not have used that term. But whoa, <laughs> yeah, whoa, they add that in later, right? So that wow. guy suggests that people complain about that, and another guy says, "Don't stop with the blood, you know, let the blood keep going, right?" Um, and I think those two notes, those last two notes, are dialed back in this quite a bit. But the first note yeah. made sense. Evil Dead, like they got it, yeah. and like I said, there's an imbalance because there's humor in the first one, but just not enough. So why have it? It just, it doesn't feel right to have all that like extreme gore and then a few like fun moments like that. It just, that's why I think the reboot is way more straightforward. There's no humor in it practically. Yeah, yeah. And, and this has way more humor. It's way sillier and campier. I think it's just more comfortable with what it is. Yeah. It's like scary Twilight Zone. Yes, yes. The music... The way, like, we follow cars, the way that everything is filmed, it's so... The way that Bruce Campbell overacts. Yes. There are bits where he is by himself in the cabin, and he's talking to himself to calm himself down. That's such a Twilight Zone trope. I think it's such a, like, pre-probably 73 film thing. Yes. Yeah. I made comments about that, how he seems to be acting in a different era or from a different era. And it's not a bad thing. And in all honesty, if you're going for the humor and in doing research for this, Sam Raimi is a big Three Stooges fan. I should have known. I should have known. (laughs) Really? Because this makes it dumb clear. Okay. Like... This is Three Stooges, not meets the mummy, but meets Freddy or meets Jason. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is Three Stooges through like an extreme horror lens. And yeah. it never occurred to me before, but it's there. It's like so much physical humor, particularly the solo stuff where it's just, it's just so silly. He's slapping himself with fucking plates. It's Johnny Knoxville-esque, you know? It's just, yeah. it's so fun and you don't care. Because you need it, like it, it, to juxtapose the extreme gore and and just the, the levity of it all. He kills his girlfriend. Yeah, chops her head off in the and first like fifteen minutes. Horrible, and then he has to kill her again. Okay, let's just talk about all of that for a minute. I'm gonna hone in here. I wrote down Linda Dead Dance. Linda, and it took me a second oh to like God. unravel what that was. Oh, the puppetry here is amazing. And I don't like it, but I can still look at it and say like, wow, that is really, really good. She is beheaded. She's like half skeleton at this point, And yeah. she's like dancing around in the woods. So there's a couple things that just 
jumped into my brain watching that. One, it being yet another old school technique. I think he does these things to save money, but get a really fun effect, right? Yeah. So there's that. But I, in real time watching it, I said, this is very Tim Burton-esque. This is like Jack Skellington right now. Dude, Corpse Bride all day. Yeah. Legitimately, like it felt like a Tim Burton type thing. And I think the Batman movies are out around when this comes out. Really? Yeah. So again, okay. I mean, it's, I think he's he's using elements of what's going on in the industry, like at the time, mm-hmm. but he's also pulling these old tricks out, and it, like the combination of these techniques is it's wonderful. It's jumbled, I think, in parts. It's jarring to see a puppeted um, body that clearly looks very fake, and it is very Tim Burton esque and yeah. cartoonish in its own way. And then we see the disembodied head, which looks very real because it is her actually talking. Uh, right. right. Yeah. That's and it, her it's modeled after head. her head and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's less of a, um, I guess that's a uh, stop motion, the body, the body. Yeah. yeah. But then we get to the point where like the, the disembodied head is in, I don't know what to call it. Clamps. Clamps. I don't know. Clamps. <laughs> Go full Futurama. Shut up. Clamps. <laughs> My clamps. <laughs> yeah. And then we get to her head in the clamps and it looks so real by comparison because one, it is real and two, the body looks so cartoonish. Mm-hmm. So the mixing of materials is jarring and weird. I think it lends to the humor and the cartoonishness of it all, but... I don't know. You know what? <laughs> Are they going for realism here? You know when you go to like a theme park and they're recreating some sort of like famous thing. Uh, my best example is Universal Studios has a Beetlejuice musical. See, I don't, I don't know. Have you ever seen anything like that? No, because I haven't been to Disney World since I was like two, it and would, I've never been to Universal. I don't. You may have seen video footage of something like this though, where it's somebody in a costume. So it's a much bigger version of whatever it's supposed to be. And they're like flipping around or doing like weird ass, like natural human movement, right? That's kind of what it looked like to me was like some sort of amusement park person dancing through a musical version of Evil Dead. Okay. It was extremely silly. I'm trying. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I guess if you you haven't seen it live, maybe it's, you're not catching my drift. Have you seen Beetlejuice? Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Good. Just making sure. I don't know if that's come out by this point, but it is so Beetlejuice-esque. This might be, yeah, this might be right around Beetlejuice. Yeah. And I love Beetlejuice. There are so many things in this that I really do enjoy. And then we get into like the dirt. What do you mean by the dirt? I mean, stuff comes out of the dirt. (laughs) Oh, wow. Hold on. (laughs) Yeah. uh, And then we really, really get into it. His girlfriend, you mean? His girlfriend comes out of the dirt. He has to like, he chainsaws her body and then like black goo spills forth. Then she has the disembodied head thing and he has to chainsaw her head. We have that cool silhouette moment. We do have cool things happening here. We get some blood on the light. Oh, yeah, yeah. Call back to the first film. And it turns the room red. Yeah. It's very cool. Very cool. We uh, failed to mention one part, which is uh, what starts the demon spirit from even coming in. He just stumbles upon the tape recorder. It's right there on the table, as opposed to the first movie, where they have to find it down below the house. Yes. Um, it's just right there. He starts playing. <laughs> yeah. Um, notably, 
the guys who the guy who's reading the dad, I guess. His name is Raymond Noby. Right? Yes. My mom used to call me Noby. Oh, why? Because I said no too much. Oh, that's cute. Or she's the way she would put it is all the time. That to me sounds like too much. Noby. Yeah, Noby. That's but cute. I thought that was cool. Yeah. The first movie was finished a week after I was born. Whoa. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Okay. It's like you had nothing to do with it, but still, like, that's very cool. It's a cool thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like it. it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think I was born around when the guy from, um, when Kurt Cobain died, I think. The guy from Kurt Cobain? The guy from Kurt Cobain. <laughs> I think I was born. Oh, my God. All right. Um, <laughs> where are we? We have a book. We're inside of the Evil Dead universe. It, uh, ultimately, I mean, we could do one big episode for all this stuff. You see how similar it is to the first movie. I do. Right? I do. It's just like layers of the same thing. And in some ways, that's really nice. In some ways, it's not. Like, we have somebody run back out into the woods again, and that creates a lot of nerves watching that because we, we've we had so many callbacks to the first film. Yeah. We hope that's not happening again. Yeah. But in doing research, they got so much shit for that that I was certain that wasn't happening again. He has apologized for it. You know, they admit they went too far and like took this guy's advice huh. too far, yada, yada. Yeah. So I still was nervous watching it. You know, I, it, that was kind of shitty. But for the most part, I think all the callbacks to the first one are great. So the difference is we have an infected Ash. We see him demonic. And then yeah. uh, he's dealing with kind of being trapped in the house. He's basically driven mad. Like we have so many great scenes of him just freaking out, right? And and we as an audience don't know what's real and what's not real. Right. The mirror, I think, is the best example. Yeah. Because in the first film, like he reaches his hand through the mirror and then he quickly pulls it back out and there's not much to do about it, right? Right. But here a version of him reaches through the mirror. Yeah. That was really cool. And and then we flash and he's like sitting in a chair he's and like, he doesn't know. Fine. He just killed our girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, he's driven mad by his killing girlfriend, his girlfriend. That's not Annie. It makes sense that he would, you know, be kind of tortured by this. But I will ask you. Yeah, go ahead. Why the hell did he hide under the fucking floor? The the thing chases him back into the house and you know, he's I guess I He's afraid of. They don't describe what is seen, right? Like that's no. kind of. What a, is it? That's a thing for you. That's a bugaboo, right? It's not a bugaboo. It's just a choice. I like a monster movie where there's like a grand reveal of what the monster is. Yeah, we do get some spirits projected on a wall at some time, so that's kind of cool. But those seem less of the chasing kind and more of the communicative kind. Yeah, right? like, yeah. But either way, he's running from it, and he goes under the house. Yeah, he's doing everything he can. I feel trapped as fuck in there. Also, the woman's in there, right? Yeah, but we she's, find that out later. she's not out of the ground yet. But why not? I don't know, Ryan. The rules to this movie oh, are stupid. I know why. Because yeah. we finally get it, what a, is apparently the daughter of the couple that owns this cabin. Uh, she's coming back. She's found other pages from the book, the Book of the Dead. And 
they show up at the house. Okay, so pause there. I made a comment last time that this was kind of like The Mummy Returns in that there's a book of the dead and a book of the life, right? Right. So I thought these additional pages were going to be from the book of life. And then it's like, cool, it falls in line with that. But they're just additional pages from the book. There are ways to banish the demon, though. Yes. And they do give us a ton more explanation. We start the movie with a whole flashback to them finding the book. Which is superfluous. Like, it's not... I I thought it was cool. I was excited when it started, and then it kind of, like, stopped before it got interesting. Before it was the Goonies. I wanted, like, the munchies, right? The munchies when um, they find... I've almost completely forgotten that. Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What I wanted was the munchies where they find uh, this underground, I don't know, cavern, cave, tomb, whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it, and then, you know, something happens. Something like Indiana Jones-esque happens, Mm -hmm. and they find what they were looking for, and they leave, but they're taking a curse with them. I wanted that. Instead, what we get is, like, people outside of Tahoe standing in front of a mountain. Like, I I don't know. I don't know that it was needed (laughs) if it was going to be just that. Okay. Hmm. I don't know what to say about that. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to dig into this too hard. I don't know. I obviously don't like this, but I am still trying to find the aspects of it that I appreciate. Before everybody gets there, yes, he's got to cut his own hand off. Okay. Um, and it became very sad. <laughs> he said, give me back my hand. Yeah. It was like, we care now. We uh, care yeah, more. I care more. Yeah. It it gave me an attachment to the character that the first one didn't really. It made me feel like we were the evil that yeah. he was fighting. And yeah. that was kind of weird. Like to make your audience the villain by making them the first person view. Yeah. Because the hand does get chopped off. Spoilers. Or oh, anybody no who doesn't know. No spoilers, um, yeah. The hand does get chainsawed off of his body. <laughs> Um, and then, well, no, uh, I thought he just does he chainsaw it off? Oh no, he it's, cuts that off. He he does. I he might cut it off. Yeah, I can't remember. There's so much gore. Yeah. So we get the hand view when it's like scraping towards the axe, like it's still attached to his oh, body, right. and he's like being dragged along by his own hand. Yeah, the acting superb. I believe everything that's happening. <laughs> But the the view that we get is as the hand. So it's like the audience is the thing that's evil. What a choice. It's so funny you're saying that. When it was chasing him and it had like that maze-like sequence through even, you know, between walls and stuff, which was really creative. I, I It occurred to me, wow, it's us he's afraid of because we want to see him go through this. Oh, yes. Yeah, it made me feel bad. Especially when we yeah. get to the point where he's saying... Give me back my hand. It's like yeah. he's saying it to the audience. Yeah. Like, yes, I want to, but I'm not the one in control here. I am a part of the hive that is watching this film. And the thing that, you know, makes that even worse and compounds on it is we've seen him go through it before. Yeah. So yeah. you feel extra bad that he's doing it again. And it's like, shit. We know what he's been through. Yeah, it becomes more meta um, at that point. We start to see him get sillier, though. 
even though all this bad shit's happening. Like he's got lines. I, you know, I started with the, uh huh, that's right. Who's laughing now? You know, all that shit. Mm. Um, he's, he's becoming just crazier, but also he's given us some laughs. The whole film becomes very funny in this part. He has a disembodied arm. He puts it in a bucket and then he puts books on top of the bucket. And the first book is Farewell to Arms. Perfect. Dear God. Love it. They found an opportunity <laughs> and they seized it. The, you made the comment about the disembodied hand that it was adorable. It was. It was making we a little squeaky watching. like Mogwai noise. It has no time. mouth. It doesn't matter, man. But I did think it was weird that they made basically a gremlin. Yeah. But the worst possible version of it. It is a human hand. Yeah. It was but it it was playful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. It had a personality. I'm pulling out my Danny DeVito human meat. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just immediately jump to how great this gets when he finally has to fight the woman underground, right? So he's getting prepared, and we have the iconic scene of him putting the chainsaw on his arm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's incredible. It mimics the first um, movie where it's Joel Cohen, I believe. It's like this iconic Joel Cohen edited piece of the movie where, you know, the kind of quick cuts to each thing. Sure. And I doubt he did this one. We'll have to look into that. But uh, he did it in the first movie, and they're kind of recreating that. But it's just, like I said, it's so much. It's the same thing, but so much cooler. They keep taking it and snowballing it into something bigger, more extreme, and fun. It's very cool. And I have seen this before. I disclosed that while we were watching the movie. I don't know how. I don't know why. But I have seen this sequence before where he like hooks up the chainsaw and says groovy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't know it was from this. I've also seen the book before. The Book of the Dead? The yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, for sale, probably okay. at a bookstore, probably mm, Borders, yeah. probably at sure. Borders. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of merch for this. Yeah, Borders or Barnes and Noble. Makes um, sense. But yeah, no, I had seen the book for, before and I didn't know what it was from. So now I feel like I have attached that to something. There you go, filling in some blanks. Sure. So cool. Uh, I think the little hook on the chest is a nice touch so he can actually start the chainsaw. Yeah. Very cool. And then he saw he saws off the shotgun. Dude, this is iconic stuff, man. We were like cheering when we were teenage boys watching this. No, I bet this was like the ultimate sleepover movie. Yeah. And I hate to tone it down and make it that cheesy, but like this is the sleepover movie. That's right. Yeah. Watch this, then go listen to a bunch of silly grunge rock and fall asleep next to a dog named Jazz. Aw, with fleas. (laughs) Uh, Well, not all the time. That happened. (laughs) Aw. It happened, but... (laughs) This Most is the, of the thing time that it was you always pleasant. recount. Yeah. I know, I shouldn't recount. It did not happen that much. Okay. I have a qualm towards the end of the film that needs to be aired out. I don't remember his name, but the gentleman who is missing teeth. Yeah, they have this country couple. So we effectively uh, recreate the first movie even more by bringing in some new characters. You yes. Know? He's got to have more people that get turned. And these are the daughter and her boyfriend and um, this couple, couple from the area. So they're kind of country and okay. they happen to be not smart 
His name in the movie is Jake, but his actual name is way more appropriate. What's that? Dan Hicks. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Um, but Jake says um, his girlfriend is missing. He's very upset about this. He yeah, wants to go Yeah, she's the one out. that runs off into the woods. And instead of, you know, what happened in the first movie, she just gets straight up dragged into nowhere. Yeah. That's kind of neat. God only knows Yeah, it looks like a slide. So he's upset about this, and he's insisting with a gun that they all go out into the woods to look for her. And he says that the pages don't mean squat. Right. But instead of throwing them into the fire... Which is right there. Which is right there. He crosses stage left. Yes. Throws them into the cellar. Walks over to the cellar that has a creepy lady in it and opens it to stick his hand in there to throw the pages. Yeah. And now he's like, all right, we got to go. And he's now like, now you have to. to. He's, yeah. yeah. What do you mean now I have to? Like, bitch, why would you do that? Like, okay, my argument would have been, no, if we read the pages, yeah. your girlfriend will become he, unpossessed. He clearly wasn't trying to have any intellectual conversation here, obviously. But at the same time, I don't think why any, would they have to? Is any person wielding a gun trying to have civil conversation? What if he kills him? What is he going to do without him? Really, though? Really, Why though? would he kill him? I think if uh, Annie... Call his bluff. Yeah, if Annie was able to summon her intelligence at that point, she would have reasoned through that pretty quickly. Why was his girlfriend drawn into the woods like that? Why was she the only one? Like, I don't understand why it was her. Because um, something was holding her hand, and it wasn't Jake. Oh, that's right. It was a disembodied hand. So she got touched. Generally, if you get bitten, touched, scratch, whatever, yeah, that's okay. Yes. I forgot about that. Yeah. Very good. We have the coolest moment ever, though, at the end where uh, our our hero has turned and it seems like all is lost, but then he sees the necklace. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. This is kind of a turn also. The first movie felt like a, you know, I'm going to lash out at an ex. This one seems more loving. It almost seems like an apology to the first movie. It's more thoughtful, for that's for sure. I think it still hates women. Um, I don't think it likes women, but I think it is trying to apologize a little bit for the mistakes of the first film. I don't take a headless body dancing naked in the forest as an apology. <laughs> You'd be crazy if you did. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, still hates women, but... Um, loves Bruce Campbell all the more. I mean, yeah, that that's clear. Love for Bruce Campbell throughout, even though he punishes him. He's like torturing his friend here. Yeah. Sam Raimi is torturing everybody. Really. He's also giving his best friend an amazing opportunity. True. To, no, he's in on it, you know? Yeah, to really act, to really put himself out there. To try something different, too. I don't. Nobody's doing this at the time. This is a bold move. Yeah, yeah. And it's innovative. Just like the first one was innovative from a uh, directorial, like in a perspective way, in a cinematography way, this in a directorial way is so much better. You know, it's more organized and it has a clearer vision, but then we get to the end of the movie. Yeah, and it's insane. And we realize that Ash is apparently the Dante the Don, not the Dante as in the Dante's Inferno, Mm-mm. but the Dante from the Clerks of yeah, horror movies. Yeah, kind of. He is so not ready to be any kind of 
hero and save anyone. He is sick of this bullshit. He's not supposed to be here today. He's not supposed to be here that day. But he gets... All right. So the giant puppet that shows up at the end of the film is amazing. Stunning work. It it gave me the same feeling that I had when I watched Little Shop of Horrors for the first time. And we see like the full on monster. Yeah. Like finally, I'm able to, to connect something visual with the camera angles and, and everything that we haven't been able to see up to this point. The sure. Evil has a face. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm in. In some cases, like, you remember the one that breaks out uh, pretty early on? It's the mom. Yeah, she takes kind of that form, but in a smaller way. And she's like biting at the dude's foot. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we get more of the a clearer shot. And I think it's just better designed because it's creepier. And that is what it's supposed to be. These things should not be pleasant. No. Um, and it is not pleasant. Yeah. But uh, Annie reads from the book. She opens a giant Twilight Zone door into we don't know where. Yeah, so the idea is there's so many incantations that will do different things. And apparently they have to combine the drawing of the demon one, done. Mm -hmm. Then you have to summon a portal and kick his ass into the portal, basically. Yeah, you have to make him mortal. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you make it physical, kick it in the portal, gone. Yeah. That's the theory. Yeah. So she creates the portal. And then poor Bruce has to Spartacus that shit. Yeah, dog. He gets a gray streak. And I, I, at the time, said, oh, it made him older. But I don't know that that's the case. It may have just, like, stressed him out. Taking the color, like like a Steve Martin situation where the color just leaves? It's, it's almost like if death touches you, it's going to draw some life from you. And maybe it's just in that spot, right? I heard the other day that... A lack of like iron and magnesium in your body is why your hair turns gray. Okay. I don't know if that's real or not, but is dead just like very thirsty for some iron after losing a lot of blood and that's why his hair turns gray? Could be. I don't know. Could be. Take him to the outback. Yeah. Get a bunch of steaks for the demons. <laughs> a blooming onion. <laughs> Oh my god. A demon onion. We watched the new Ninja Turtles movie and Rose Byron plays one of the characters and she says bloomin' onion in it. Why? (laughs) It bothered me a bit. Um, Yeah, and then we end up in the second century. Why? I don't don't know. When do you want to find out? Uh, Soon. Probably. All I right. need to get this over with. It, it We probably should have double featured. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know that I would have handled that. Yeah. Honestly, like having seen this and like knowing myself, no. As, I, as fun as this was mm-hmm. and as engaged as I was, it did feel a little bit longer than it was. Really? I think it's 87. No, no, no. That's the first one. It, it's not long. No, no. It felt shorter than the first one to me because that last scene in the first movie with all the claymation decomposing took ages. Yeah, that is long. Yeah, my hair turned gray in the time that it took for that film to finish. You got an ash streak. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like an ash streak. (laughs) It just reminded me of the lady from What Not to Wear, how she has like a giant gray streak. And it's like artistic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
That's awesome. All right. Well, um, I don't want to talk this to death because at the end of this, we're going to be talking about all these movies. We're we've be, talked enough about death. I'm just saying, we, we've we talked about the first movie a ton while talking about this. So I think we'll just kind of do an all-encompassing uh, recap and impression on the final episode here. But uh, we had to hit some of the highlights for sure. Uh, let's talk about highlights. What do you got? Okay. My highlight is the double mirror. I loved it. Okay. That is a good scene. That whole like 10 minutes of film is really, really good. Um, the double mirror required costuming because they couldn't shoot both characters for some reason. I, I don't know why, but they put somebody in Ash-like prosthetics. It looked like it was Ash in prosthetics. It wasn't? It looked I don't like know, Bruce Campbell with makeup on. When we do the profiles, the noses are different. What I think happened is they put them both in the same sort of makeup. Okay. If you put makeup on Bruce Campbell too, mm. that kind of makes him you know, split the difference. I think it might have been Bruce Campbell in some weird makeup at the start, but when we do the profile, that is two different people. Yes. For sure. That's what I'm saying. I think it may have made it easier to make them look like the same person if you just kind of exaggerate his features with some makeup on the original actor. I just love the idea of the assignment. Finding an actor that looks like Bruce Campbell who does have a unique look, putting him in makeup to make him look more like Bruce Campbell. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just a Raimi brother. Uh, maybe, they maybe. Were just, it seemed like they were involved in all these different parts, um, you know, whatever they needed. Yeah, but immediately after that, we get all the stuff with the hand, and that's so fun and stupid. Yeah. I, I really had a good time. I thought I was actually going to like the film, and I think until we get to the point where we have that narrative shift once again, and... Ash turns and we get a lot more jump scares. Right. I did throw my pin. Like yeah. it it finally happened. I <laughs> threw my pin. That was scary. Across the room because another fucking jump scare happened. And it's just it's not for me. Okay? That's that's I don't enjoy that. Right. Yet they were on last voyage of the Demeter everywhere. And you went to the theater and watched I it. Did. And loved I did. I did. I did. But this is too much. Okay, so the jump scare that like made me throw my pin. There was another one mm, five seconds after that. Yeah. It's too much. You just gotta resign to the fact that this shit's gonna happen. You know what's gonna happen. Yeah, but I don't have to resign um, to that. You know, I mean, if you, you know? want to try to enjoy it, I suppose. I think the reason why I enjoy the Demeter is because I'm interested in the subject material. I'm not Fair. necessarily interested Fair. in this. Fair. Okay. I'm just saying, like, I, it doesn't appear to be exactly that because that exists in other things that you enjoy, and you don't seem to have a problem with it. Because I enjoy the other elements. I, right. I, I think, Her. yeah, Her. yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I, that's the low light. That that was my highlight. Oh, what, okay. Whoa, <laughs> Jesus. My low light is the goddamn eyeball. Why do the, we insist the fly ball? The fly ball on inserting things into women in these movies. Oh, you know why I'm about that. I'm sorry, trigger warning funny. there, I guess. But uh, what? No. Hey, no. that's like mo that's a lot of people's kink inserting things into women. So let's not kink shame. I, I don't. I'm not here to kink shame. I'm just saying, like, without consent, that's a problem. That's not a kink. That's a problem. Not only do I think it was consensual, consensual. Consensual. That's a mispronunciation that 
I've never heard before. It sounds like consensual. Ah, now I'm saying it. It almost sounds like a thing. It, no, it sounds like consensual sex with a senator. Consensual. Consensual. What? Consensual oh, sex oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. No, it's like that. Um, uh, Mike Eagle thing. It's open like, Mike Eagle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Open uh, Mike Eagle's song about like how sexy consent is. I think oh, Lizzo's right. on it as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Consexual. <laughs> Not only do I think it was consensual, but uh, she got paid for it. She so did it's get paid like for it, but uh, yeah. sex worker. It's you know? so unnecessary for her mother's eyeball to fly into her mouth. I'm not for it. I also no. Have- that was I thought that was Bobby. May or Bobby Bobby Soup. <laughs> Bobby Joe? Bobby Joe. Bobby Barbara Joe. Joe. But possibly Barbara Joe. We can't tell the guy. That actor is from Days of Our Lives. She's like a soap opera actor. Neat. I knew I recognized her. Um a family member of mine watched a lot of Days of Our Lives when I was a kid. I watched a lot of Days of Our Lives. Really? Dude, yeah. Really? It was all about the soaps. That's cool. Soaps are fun. Watched a lot of TV. You telenovelas. Um, I watched a lot of Bob Barker. R.I.P. R.I.P. Still spaying new to those pets, though. Yes. Do it, guys. Just because Bob's it. not around to remind you doesn't, doesn't mean it's okay. Bob will haunt you. Bob will haunt you like one of these demons. Exactly right. Uh, my other problem was the blood kept changing color. Like, pick one color, stick with it. Okay, so that was fascinating to me. Clearly, clearly, okay. clearly the human blood, red. Yes. Cool. No problem. Lots we of it. We get black blood. We get black like oil, like an ooze almost. Yes. And that seems to be from like the depths. Like the house is bleeding this black stuff. Like the body is now turning into petroleum. There's a really cool scene where he gets blasted with a shitload of blood. <laughs> it just looks so crazy. I loved it. And then it turns black and then it reverses. Yeah. And I thought that was amazing looking. Really well edited. Um, I guess I shouldn't say well edited, but fun. It was fun to watch. I said it had to have been like the last scene they shot because they get blood all over that house yeah. and then they play it in reverse and it's gone. Yeah. Totally. Um, I mean, I, I can see a few of these scenes would be problematic though, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. Uh, the blood coming out of the walls after he thinks he shot the hand. Yeah. Yeah, or is that the same thing? That's the same I one, might uh, be talking about. When he's the battling thing. the final form of whatever demon that is. When he's the battling. mom demon. Is that your Oh, that was my low light. I hate the fact that the blood changes to green even. Well, like why? Yes. All right, so yeah, I was walking through the colors. Yes. Green, I think is this in-between thing. It's it's more of an organic form of blood. How? I don't know how to explain it. It's the opposite side of the color spectrum. My So if if mm-hmm. the black stuff is oil, the green stuff is sap, the blood is blood. Okay, so the green stuff is the trees. It's more of a rotted thing instead of a truly demon thing. The blood is, the black stuff is just like demon goo. Okay. And the green stuff is like possessed creature stuff. Cuz that comes out of the mom, right? It does. It does. I think there's other stuff going on there because she's like bloated and stuff. I think they're they're trying to represent some sort of rot. Like bile. Yeah, how yeah. how what is the selection process like? I don't know, but That's the more I, I'm talking about it now, I'm getting pretty nauseous. Yeah. Okay. So uh <laughs> let's switch modes. What's your highlight? Flip mode. Flip mode is the greatest. Let's see. 
the girlfriend jumping into the woods and going, ah! <laughs> 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 You're talking about the disembodied body? Yeah, she does her dance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then just kind of like hops into the woods. <laughs> you know what it reminded me of though? <laughs> and like up, not over, up. <laughs> Have you seen, it's a claymation movie called Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Maybe. I and know. it has uh, the Ice King in it. Okay, yeah. And he, it's the put one foot in front of the other, that one. Okay. He's like learning to walk. There's this bit where he like jumps up and he's like, wee. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. It's yeah. so, and it's also kind of like stop motion claymation. I don't know. It was so bizarre. <laughs> I, there are a lot of great screams in this. Uh, that one jumped out literally. And um, it was just so fun. Uh, it just... You were drawn in at the beginning, so was I. Like, I'm on the edge of my seat practically, just having so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was just so rewarding for so long. And I loved the noises. It, even Ash screams really well, you know, so many times in such a silly way. So I enjoy that. But yeah, it, the way she just flies up, too, is just, it's crazy. It looks great. All right. Low light, though. Now, I mean, I love this. I love this more than I've ever loved this. Rewatching this has been amazing. I think this is incredible. Okay. It reminded me why I had watched it several times when I was younger, um, why I just always kind of keep this in my heart as uh, one of the greatest horror series. It's just good. It's good fun. Mm -hmm. And you don't get a lot of that in horror movies, so I appreciate that. Low light. uh, The preppy dude, the boyfriend, looks so disgusting with his like three or four rows of teeth prosthetic. That's really like... That made me sick looking at him. Yeah. I didn't care for that. Plus, he's talking. <laughs> he's such a douchebag. Teeth bother you. Yeah. Yeah. The There's that. Uh, the chimp noises for the final state of the mom demon was unsettling The Beetlejuice well. form. It didn't make sense that it was just chimps. I was waiting for like it to distraught say- Like distraught chimps. Yeah. Distraught chimps. <laughs> distraught chimps. Yes. Yeah. I was waiting. No, clearly it could be. Distraught chimps. Arctic monkeys. Distraught chimps. (laughs) I think Arctic monkeys would be distraught. They are are the distraught chimps uh, if you listen to the lyrics. My dad used to say that we needed to watch out for forest monkeys and Sahara bears. Sahara bears. I don't know if this is a universal dad thing. I'm putting it out into the universe. Yeah, I can't say I've heard that. But anytime we went on like a hike, he was like, you got to watch out for forest monkeys and Sahara bears. What did our child say to me today? She said, um... Oh, uh, no cuts, no butts, no coconuts. Yes. <laughs> it's like, hell yeah. That's cool. I'm glad you heard that from somebody. I, I hadn't said that one yet. She said to me, look at this beautiful woman. Yep. She's she's on it. It's cute. Very cute. You know what we're doing next? I do. We're going to finish this thing up. I think you're a trooper. Thank I you. think our audience is full of troopers. And I appreciate everybody for listening. I hope you're enjoying these as as much as I am. I would ask, would you make this famous or run away? I make this famous. Yeah. I do. It is, I think. It's a cult classic. It's very famous, but also I think it's worthy of that. Yeah, I think it's as famous as it needs to be, though. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Barnes & Noble famous, right? I can't see that many people. Like, you're adverse to a lot of this stuff. I can't see that many people being open to this, but I can see plenty of people being open to this. You know what I mean? Like, it's like on both sides, I I can make an argument for why this is great or why you may not like this. I'm adverse to this because I didn't grow up with anything like this. I grew up with, like, Disney movies and religion and responsibility out the ass, right? It does seem to be an exposure type thing. You know, how did you grow up? It is, but I think it also just takes death so unseriously. Yeah. And and there is a power to that. You know, I have an extreme respect for it. Whose favorite band is called Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah. I'm fascinated. Yeah. Do you know if uh, your man Ben is into stuff like this? My man, okay. I know he's in, He one of his favorite comedians is one of my favorite comedians. Yes. Shout yeah. out uh, yeah. to John Glazer. I was heartbroken to find, because I watched a live stream of Drive Well, Sleep Carefully, okay. which is like a documentary of them on tour for Transatlanticism. Yeah. And in that, I think it's Nick says that he invited Ben to go watch the new Lord of the Rings film. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan. I'm a big old fan. Yeah. He invited Ben to go watch the Lord of the Rings film. And Ben said, I will never watch that nerdy shit. <laughs> Something like that. And then he like turns to a bunch of friends and he's like, who wants to watch Woody Allen films at my house? So I doubt he is super into this, but I I don't know. Like, I feel weird speaking on that. Is he into horror films, though, is what I wonder. God, I don't know. Yeah. I do not know. But, I mean, all of the songs, or at least all of the albums, have a death influence. Yeah. Yeah. My my favorite artist as well. It's all love and death related. That's, That's life. That's life. Yeah, man. The light and the dark. Well, a lot more light on this darkness, thank goodness. Evil Dead 2 in the books... The Book of Shadows. Book of Shadows. Book of the Dead. The Book of the Dead. Is in the books. Yeah. What the rest of the books at the library? <laughs> God, I hope not. Like, who would pick this up? It looks like toilet play, uh, toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like toilet paper. You know toilet paper. <laughs> I do. She's my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like toilet paper. It was just like mudge-pudged into a face on I think a book. It, I see that, but I see it more as like that thin-ass uh, brown, um, what am I, what's the fucking uh, hand, what am I looking, what's the word I'm looking for here? Gauze. No, in the bathroom. Doo-doo paper. <laughs> <laughs> Thin brown doo-doo paper. The brown hand towels. <laughs> okay. That you get, but soaked soaked in water, and then if they're like clumped up, that's what it looks like. Oh, okay. Yes. The really cheesy paper towels. Yeah, the like brown ones, and if you get them wet, they like start to disintegrate. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It looks like human skin. Gas station paper towels. Got it. Basically. Okay. The Book of the Dead, everybody. (laughs) We're selling it well, aren't we? It was made by towels from sheets. (laughs) (laughs) Shit paperback. (laughs) Wow. Toilet paperback? To the paperback. Missing opportunities left and right. Well, we're not going to miss the opportunity to finish this fucker up sooner than later, I think. God damn it. Let's do it. So, yeah. Thanks again. Check us out. Gmail, Instagram, social maids. We're looking what you made me view. All there. I want to start a brewery called Social Meads. <laughs> 
<laughs> With that said, we will see you when we start this new business. <laughs> we'll start doing live podcasts at social meets. Until next time, guys. Groovy. Bye. Mm-hmm. Boing, boing.